0: What do you mean? Ghost is side of the Salutations, shades, and welcome back to your home for all things strange and unusual, talking with shadows, the conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to, here with your host, Vic Waitley.
1: And a very angry Marcus D. Why are you so mad, Marcus? I'm mad because, well, for one, we haven't been able to get up an episode so far in January, and I know that we were ready to actually record an episode... And then I had a bad day at the hospital when I got punched in the face by a patient.
0: Uh, we'll we'll knock two out kind of back to back, so don't worry, guys. We'll get caught up real quick. In
1: my defense, I didn't do anything wrong. But uh, anytime that's, that that's you, what everyone says. I know, when they get I know, because everybody's like, you know, yeah, it was like maybe Marcus had to come No, and nobody did anything wrong. It was just you know, somebody's being violent, upset, then you have to respond to it. Sometimes it just happened. anytime you've ever been hit, it's not like it hurt. But if you've ever been hit, you know that the next day angries that you have, and it just carries over. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to be a little angry during this episode. It's probably going to come out because we mapped out this episode today, and there's people that we're going to be talking about, and it it's going to come through. Trust me. <laughs> now, I am ready for you beer. I, I was going to say, <laughs> let's start with beer. Let's not hold off on this. No, I need beer to, to calm my rage because that's what alcohol does. It makes it better, right? That's what it. That's what it does. Today we're gonna to be drinking. Uh, is that Jorge or George? It's. This is Killian's. Killian's Irish Red. The one above it, Jorge Killian. I don't know how to pronounce that.
0: George Killian's, yes. But look below Killian's, where it says Irish Red. Oh,
1: Irish. Oh, there's probably not someone named Jorge who's picking Irish alcohol. Where are My these bad. twists or these pop-offs? Oh, <laughs> I, they are twists off. Why am I sitting here trying to pop it off? <laughs> just my superior muscles. That's what t- I, I just Hulk raged opening this Killian's. This is actually, I picked this up as
0: kind of a lark because, well, this is my mom's favorite beer. And I'm like,
1: you know what? I'm going to get some. I always liked Killian's. It's got a very beer smell to it. Have you never had Killian's before? No, we've had Killian's before. Good, good, good. Yeah, I like it. I like Killian's. Cheers to you guys for listening to this today. Mm. It's been a while since I've had a Killian's. Killian's is good. Yeah, I'd rather like it myself. Every time we end up going to the the liquor store and we ended up like trying to pick like alcohols that we're gonna drink, I always like "See Killians." I've forgotten about Killians, and I'm like, "I actually like Killians. It's actually pretty good." Have you ever noticed the sort of weird
0: gambit we run with our drinks? Like mm-hmm. sometimes we get like Dr Pepper, and then sometimes we
1: get super fancy beer, and sometimes we get Killians. Well, <laughs> I like I like light beers. And I like most generally really dark, like, dark beers. And Killian's is kind of, like, in the middle of that taste for me. Oh, you know that Genevieve beer we got that one time that we both like? Mm-hmm. I tried to get some for my grandma,
0: and I found out you just can't get it. Like, we just happened to have been there the one week they had it, and mm-hmm.
1: then they did not make any more of it. It's weird. I'm going to be setting it here in my lawn chair. Because we're fancy-like, because we're bougie-like that uh, <laughs> cup holder there. I like that. There we go. All right, guys. Super excited that you guys have tuned into this episode. We have a fantastic episode. So today we are kicking off our month-long talk on internet-aged legends. And I absolutely love I love stories from the from the digital age, from the time like when the internet kicked off, because it has radically changed the paranormal. And this is what our patrons voted on, so I'm super, super excited about this. Alright, but before we kick into today's episode, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go over some of the comments that we had from our monolith episode. So if you guys haven't checked that out, make sure that you download that episode. Because we talked about the, the weird monoliths that were popping up all through November and December of twenty twenty. <laughs> Which by the way, do you know more and more have popped up like since we even recorded that episode? Really? Oh yeah, like easily when I like when I'm we were researching for that video, like I probably like had like fifteen of them. And if you go on like The site that monitors these, it's like tripled in size.
0: Oh, wow. uh, Yeah, I've been actually pretty focused on just kind of our new content stuff. I haven't really been looking (laughs) back much. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I went back on it and there's like, there's like, it like tripled in size the number of these that have popped up. But all right. So the first one comes from Killing Reality, who, by the way, was the one who came up with the name, by the way, for for our listeners Shades. The original Shade. The original Shade. Killing Reality says he did a lot more, I assume you're talking about Henry Darger by the way, who we commented on, uh, did a lot more than copied a girl's face. He was a sad lonely man that spent his whole life with nobody that cared for him or any family and had to just make his world in his own mind. For shame on you sirs. Okay, okay. We, We may have misrepresented Darger some. I'm also a Darger fan
0: and I really, really, really enjoy his work. But he did like to he. We we're mainly commenting on like the fact that he did do a lot of face tracing and stuff like that, and that's not the the, the his formal skill is not what draws you to Darger. It's the amazing world that he wrote for himself. Like Darger is this infinitely fascinating individual. And yeah, sorry, I didn't, we didn't mean to really downplay Darger so much. He wasn't entirely our focus, so we might have played a little fast and loose with his facts. And no, he, he's, he's an absolutely amazing character if you ever want to go through and check out like a really interesting
1: artist. In my defense, I didn't know who he was until Ellie and Vic brought him up. Oh yeah, Marcus is probably the least culpable because he actually did not know who Darger was. Plausible deniability. I did not know who this guy was going into this episode, and I'm not the best person to be taking a, like like advice on like art and critique, because I'm not. But but as a
0: penance, I'm gonna recommend to everyone go out and check out Darger's very
1: peculiar work. And as a penance, I'm going to take another sip of beer in honor of him. To Darger. I don't know. If it turns out he was actually a bad guy then maybe, I don't, I don't know. No, he wasn't a bad guy. He's just okay. a weird guy. Alright. Nightwing Gale said, you know, I used to watch you guys a lot. One of my favorite channels, but here it's almost like your YouTube channel. YouTube is shadow censoring you guys because this is the first reco- uh, recommendation that I've had in a long time. You guys deserve better. I agree, Nightwing Gale. <laughs> I agree we do deserve better. Uh, 100% I do believe we probably got uh dinged by the youtube sensor wave that went through because a lot of paranormal channels did you know uh, a lot of them uh, a lot of them did uh so fun fact guys make sure that you guys not only subscribe but hit the notification bell if this is your first time going not only subscribe if you're listening to this on youtube hit the notification bell that way this pops up uh that way you guys can stay up to date whenever we put out a new episode mm-hmm. But I agree, we are. We we definitely do, des- we definitely do deserve better. At least, thank- <laughs> we appreciate that you think that, sir. Thank you. Hey, it's good to have
0: you back. I'm, I'm glad you're catching up on some of our thank new you, stuff.
1: Thank you. Uh, James Lang said, so this is going to sound ridiculous, but in relation uh, to the flying penises warding off evil, I've seen some green tech stories on Forge Chance export where people claim that doing lewd things when ghosts... Hang on, sorry, I lost that. Ghost ghost activity starts will cause it to cease immediately. Since I've got this theory, that when, that is one surefire way to get rid of ghosts. This is to sexually harass them. <laughs> Not the easiest thing to investigate, though.
0: Um, I've heard... Okay, okay, you're making me think here. I want to say this was a medieval or late medieval thought. That by doing lewd acts, you can either basically rebuff demons and paranormal forces... Or forces there to cause, to sow chaos, or like, oh, I, apparently I don't really need to be here. I should go someplace else. I wanna say this was in that vein of apotropaic magic, basically the like attract like or like repel like uh, views
1: of that medieval period. So I wanna say this has some historical backing. So since we have not gotten to the pillow talk segment yet, where we know only adults are listening, kids, plug your ears. Okay, so I'm yeah, gonna <laughs> go yeah. earmuff, muffs. Yeah, earmuffs five minutes ago. Ear, yeah, earmuffs, <laughs> There you go. Um, so this theory, um, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that if you are in bed and you are having ghostly activity, you know what? If you're with your significant other by yourself, give it a shot. <laughs> you know, see, see if it works. You and, know, I think this will be a fun experiment for you guys. And so. let, us, let us know your results. <laughs> yeah, let us know how that goes. Okay, spiritual abortion said, "I really do hope this monolith thing is just is not just another ARG. I'd rather it remain a mystery or just some obscure art installation. I would rather I would be okay with either of that. Sometimes, sometimes is, it, is ARG alternate alternate reality game? Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. No, I I'd be okay with it too. Sometimes when you know the truth on something, sometimes it does hurt. Sometimes there is a little more fun in the mystery of when it comes to the paranormal. So, one hundred percent." All right, Bruce Lynch, who comments on a lot of our stuff, by the way, shout out to you, good Bruce Lynch, uh, said, wind chimes made up of flying, of little flying winged dongs. Ace Ventura, all righty then. <laughs> there
0: are some really weird things like that, like, like Rasputin's penis wand and <laughs> other things along those lines. Earmuffs, kids earmuffs but yeah like especially the world of occultic stuff and
1: very early spiritual practices has some very peculiar fixations now um as the top-notch paranormal investigators uh that we are with the, the high standards that we have i i don't know if i'm going to be testing that theory of hanging those outside my house to see if they ward off uh evil like evil spirits Yeah, I don't want to be the penis wind
0: chime guy in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm, mm
1: Mm-hmm, (laughs) mm-hmm. Valkyrie uh, uh, Pedersen? Yeah, it says, They're probably property markers for the 1% that will own all the land in the New World's Order. (laughs) (laughs) All well, <laughs> the rest of us are herded into smart cities. The Georgia Guidestones come to mind. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought he was talking about the penis markers we were talking about. No, he's talking about the no, 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 no. They, they just want the rest of us to know the score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're no, they're talking about these are property markers for the one percent that are gonna own everything. They're just kind of like carving out their new fiefdoms that are gonna happen okay if we all get rounded up and put into fema camps uh, i hope that we get put into a nice fema camp like a target one not a walmart one but i want like a bougie like target one you know
0: at least i hope we're in the same
1: one yeah like at least if we're in the same one that way we can continue to bring you guys you know podcasts like you know hey well you know salutations, shades welcome back to the (laughs) talk with shadows uh, coming to you live from the Target FEMA camp. <laughs> it's it's just gonna be me and you talking to a tin can. That's right. Oh man, that that eh, we still have we would still have fun doing that. I think. That oh was, yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully, we would still have some of you guys as listeners. <laughs> we want you guys in the nicer FEMA camps whenever whenever they come around. So. We'll speak loudly and cross our fingers. Yes, yes. All right, all right. So. All right, today, guys, we're we're finally going to do it. People that have been following us for a while uh, know that we ha- have commented numerous times about him. They wanted us to cover them. We're going to do it. We're going to talk about Slender Man. We're, you guys win. We'll do it. We're finally going to talk about him today.
0: Okay. We're not specifically just talking about Slender Man, no, more of no. a
1: trend that Slender Man represents Slenderman will I mean the, although I think he'll he'll he's gonna be where we start. Cause he's prob because Slenderman is the most famous internet legend. Like if I asked anybody out there right now, tell me a famous internet legend, Slenderman's gonna be the first one that's gonna come up. Hands down, easily. And there are people who report seeing and
0: talking to Slenderman. Even know though, though, or even though we know for a fact that Slenderman was created as a fictional project.
1: Yes, Slenderman was created as a fictional project by Eric Knudsen, June tenth, two thousand nine, as part of a, as part of a Photoshop contest on the Something Awful forum. We're gonna start there because people are gonna tell you that he's this ancient myth. That goes back to the what the fourteen to fourteen to eighteen hundreds. As I understand, this is a fictionalized folklore,
0: mental in credence to the Slenderman phenomena. For the most part, what I have read that supposedly folklore is predominantly uh, does not jive with the historical record. A lot of it is just not really time appropriate, or only exists in these articles that they're talking about. That being said. He is a cool story. He's a cool story, and he does he does echo other things in folklore, like the Dark God of the Forest. There's a lot of similarities between him and that, although that's really not the fictional history that they claim. Also, like kind of like the nursery rhyme uh, Der Grosser Man, yeah. there's certain similarities, but it really doesn't
1: fit yeah, quite he's su- right. He, he's supposed to, like, if you, if you look at his myth and the story that he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be like, and we've said this too on the channel about other topics that you can find him cross-culturally in other cultures. Sometimes he's called that, or sometimes he's called the tall man, or supposed mm-hmm. to be. So you can find references to this guy um, throughout other cultures' folklore that he's supposed to be this figure that comes that either convinces women to kill their husbands or their children, or uh, kidnaps children in some in some fable stories and things like that. Now, I think a better example of that would be, like, Women in White, which is way more cross-culturally evident of something like that. Like, if we check out the, the La Llorona video that we did? Or Banshees, I would say, from Ireland. That's another, that's another type of story, that, too. Yeah,
0: but ultimately, there's not a solid foundation to build a history that Slenderman is a ancient phenomena.
1: Now, he, he does fit, I would say, in the category of that like, boogeyman thing, like, that that someone's going to come kidnap your kids, like, you know, type type thing, and, like, someone will come snatch your kids, and that, like, that is something that is told cross-culturally of this singular male individual that will come get your kids. Like, that—that that is something you can see cross-culturally. But, like, a description of him like that is where, because he's supposed to be, like, description was, if this is the first time that you guys have ever heard of this guy, by the way, uh, he's supposed to be a very tall, slender man, is the name, in, like, a suit, pale white, face, uh, pale white face with no features. Red tie. Red tie. Uh, you know, very G-Man businessman esque You know, he's always dressed fancy. Uh, and he has, like, these writhing tentacles that come, that, that, that come out from his back or they yeah. just come from the shadows. It kind of depends on the story. If
0: you're talking about Slender Man, he's normally associated with either having black tentacles, black branches, or black spider legs coming out of the back. If you're talking about the operator... Um, similar, similar fictional character. The only real descriptional difference I know of between them is that the operator lacks those additional appendages. Right. But you mentioned Boogeyman. Oddly enough, we do know the root of Boogeyman, though. It goes back to
1: uh, Bugbears. Like, there's actually this... Oh! Other- oh! I know these. I know Bugbears. <laughs> these my favorite d d monster. The yellow, dog-like guys that carry shields and clubs. Oh! Oh! No, 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 no! Like historical bugbears, like there's an
0: actual interesting um, etymological route that you take to get to the word boogeyman. It starts with bugbears that evolves into bogarts, which evolves into boogers, which evolves into boogeyman. And I'm, I'm skipping a few steps here and there, but uh, there's just this really interesting etymology associated with it.
1: I like Gary Gygax's bugbear way better.
0: Well. Yeah, he's Scary
1: Gygax. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, back to our topic. Time out bugbears and I'm ruining Dungeon Dragons for me. Anyway, um, sorry. now, after 2009, this whole creepypasta phenomenon explodes. I mean, it explodes huge, and he becomes this huge cultural icon. Truthfully, uh, I
0: think he is what carried creepypasta from being this niche, obscure phenomena to being a major yeah. phenomena.
1: Absolutely. You know, he he is I think he's where 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 really I mean he's where it all starts. You know, anybody that's that's a big fan of like the the fire time stories, you know, where people would tell ghost stories around a campfire, it, it it's new, you know, in the digital age now we what do we do? We sit around YouTube listening to these late at night. You know, we don't sit around fireplaces anymore telling these types of stories. We 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 sit in the dark with our night, I'm gonna sit with a nightlight on while we listen to YouTube play these creepy stories to us. Now, you might be wondering, why are we talking about this if this
0: is just a fictional we're story? There. There's nothing to be scared about a fictional story, they can't hurt people.
1: I'm like, the, we're like, dot, I'm,
0: dot, dot. I'm
1: like the dad <laughs> in the car, I'm like, well, get there when we get there. You gotta listen to the, the, the beginning, this is how it starts, okay? Because again, the difference between internet legends. And older legends is for many internet legends, we often know where they start. And you guys are going to see that probably carry on as the theme, I think, for a lot of uh, the stories that we're going to talk about. Is with those, a lot of, we do know it, it's an easier start date. They're an easier to start date, and you need to know that. But since Slender Man has was first created and he was put into the world in 2009 as an idea, dozens of people have come forward claiming to have, like, legit seen Slenderman, have had contact with slender man have made deals with Slenderman. this has become a new phenomenon like 11 years later and some of them with very serious consequences absolutely right off the top right off the top of the head we'll go ahead we'll talk about the elephant in the room like this like the Slenderman stabbing uh, that happened in 2014 if you guys aren't familiar with it uh there was these three 12 year old girls uh Peyton Lautner uh, Morgan, uh, Geyser and Anissa Wire, uh, Morgan and Anissa uh, essentially tricked Peyton into coming over under the guise of having a slumber party, uh, but then it was like having a birthday, and they lured Peyton out the next morning to the woods where they said that, oh, we're going to play hide-and-seek. Unbeknownst to Peyton, uh, Morgan and Anissa had apparently been claiming that like slender man had been communicating to them and talking to them and they wanted to join his rank and service, like become puppets to him. Yeah, well. they, they were going to ascend to being a uh, Slenderman's proxies. Yeah. And to do that, they were going to have to kill, murder their friend Peyton. And so she was like, they buried her under these leaves and then uh, Morgan just starts stabbing her repeatedly. And then they take off into the woods and they started walking because their plan was to head to Slenderman's uh, Mansion. Yeah, in the Wisconsin Nicolet National Forest, where apparently Slenderman and all of these other murderous, creepypasta internet legends like Jeffrey the Serial Killer or Laughing Jack and all of them live uh, in the woods. Because if there's one thing that we all know, it's that murderous serial killers like to hang out in houses together
0: oh yeah they're, they're super social yeah
1: yeah together. yeah they're very social beings if you didn't know that about serial killers i'm not no nah, i am being mean to these girls they were very mean they they tried to kill somebody anyway oh, yeah, yeah sorry fortunately they weren't successful yeah 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 you know so i was gonna better be kitty gloves i'm like no nah, they're kind of mean here um and you know lo and behold no they got they got caught you know because they, ne- they never made it there but they but morgan or at least after they were caught the two girls started pointing uh, to each other is the one that, like, instigated the whole thing and saying it was their idea. Uh, but, essentially, they generally believe that in order to join with Slenderman, that they had to murder their friend in order to do it.
0: And was it Morgan that said when they were walking away she believed she saw
1: him? Yeah, Morgan had made numerous comments of saying that she said that she saw them out. No, I think Anissa was claiming that Morgan said that she saw them at the corner of their eye. But gotcha. both of the, but both of them have been had been commenting that they had direct contact with Slenderman in doing that. Cool. Now, you might be asking your, you might be asking yourself this, like, well, wouldn't, the, you know, this seems like an isolated incident? Like, you know, maybe these just two girls are schizophrenic, Maybe they're not well. Maybe that's the reason why they did that. But actually, This is not the very first time that you've seen something similar to this. I mean, ever since 2010, there's been a a growing number of trends of, like, teenagers that have claimed to be having direct contact with these internet creepypastas as they started out, claiming that they've had direct contact with these beings. Just off the top of my head, Donovan Nicholas... Uh, In April 6th, 2017, he claimed that uh, Jeff the killer was living inside of him and was telling him and was acting through him and telling him to stab and and kill his stepmom. There was a girl here in Indiana in Elkhart in 2015 that started stabbing her stepmom because Laughing Jack told her to do so. It said she had been having direct contact with this. So ever since then, there have been these numerous accounts of these teenagers of claim making claim that they've been talking to these what we initially thought are internet legends that we know, but they've grown into something more. It's becoming a trend. But Marcus, how
0: could it be that something super or something fictional but supernatural could become something that could be a legitimate threat? Hang on. Drink a beer. <laughs> Some of you probably know where we might be heading. Okay. If you're a,
1: a big fan of the channel and watch like some of our case files, okay. So now we're here. Now we have stopped the car. So if for those of you that have been, for those of you that have been listening to the channel a while you guys might have heard our case file when we were talking about tulpas. Now, uh, if you and Slenderman is the classic example of a tulpa. Uh, that everybody tries to claim when they explain what a tulpa is. And you might be asking yourself that have never heard this episode, what's a tulpa? And I'm so glad you asked. And thank you so much, Vic, for volunteering to explain exactly (laughs) what a tulpa is. Let's do the quick and dirty because
0: it took, what, an hour for the case file? So we're going to give you a real quick version of it.
1: If you want the long version, watch our episode on tulpas. We'll put a link to the description for you guys in the comments so that you guys can go see it. Watch that. You create a detailed and specific thought form And then
0: you begin in a practice of exercises of convincing yourself that that said thought form is real. There are a lot of cases of tulpas. There are plenty of modern day mancers, and there's people engaged in the occult that creates something similar called a servitor, which is really more of a type of tulpa. And... Once you have this thing well established where you fully believe it to be real, you can then allow it to do such things as possess you or you can proxy for it or things along those lines. But effectively it is a thought form that you have created that you have now at least convinced yourself is fully
1: real. Your imaginary friend that has come to life and is controlling you.
0: Well now, in, it, in no, some cases controlling.
1: Well no well, the more if you ever go on to like these people's forums and and Let, websites let's that let's they just go on to the chase. Yeah.
0: Explain some of the accounts that you found on their forums, like okay. the
1: really disturbing ones. Okay, so uh, we'll do the Donovan Nicholas story because I think that that is a a fantastic. I think that's a good, that's a good example. More. And there we just go bring yeah. the explanation with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Donovan Nick. So Donovan Nicholas. What happened is he he contacts nine one one after he just attempted to murder his uh, stepmom. And he claimed that that Jeff the killer was living inside of him, talking to him, and taking over his body. He began dressing like this like this person he, with a hoodie. He even cut his uh mouth in kind of like this Joker-esque, like slit open, like like smile. And was walking around and was claiming that Jeff was taking over his body. Which is scarily similar to like out of control Tulpa stories. Yeah. Weren't you finding like things on the forum, like how do I get rid of my creator? Yeah. Yeah. So this was the, this was the weird thing that I found, like when it come to, when it came to Tulpas, where people were claiming that they were creating these Tulpas, they're creating these beings and they have to take turns controlling the person's, the body. Like they have to take control, like they have to take turns controlling each other. And the thought that I had in my head this time was, Uh, well, what if you create this tulpa to create this person in your head and they're in your head and you don't want them anymore? So I started looking for that of how do you do that? And I could never find anything about that anywhere at all. But what I did find was numerous accounts of people claiming to be tulpas at the moment asking how do I get rid of the person, like the original person? How do I take over fully? I found that way more common than th- than the other way, which you would think that that something like that would be discussed. Like, how do you? How is that? Th- like, how is that not even like out there as a question?
0: And I believe he's not saying that there is not a a process for this. No, no, no. He's they, saying that that's yeah. just not something that he found on his no, no. Search. no. They There's have a, a word. Th- they have a word for that. You yeah, know. It's a, it's a yeah, 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 it's it's a reabsorption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that exists in,
1: I believe, the Tibetan root mm. of hmm? topamancy. But like. The conversation was was far more about how do I how, as the tulpa, how do I get rid of this person? How do I take over fully?
0: But you might be you might be thinking we're going towards could Slenderman and some of these other creepypasta characters be tulpas? And the answer is yes, perhaps. But we got something that might be a little more on point. And I don't recall if we talked about this in the tulpa episode.
1: But more likely would be an egregore. Mm-hmm. This idea of something as a group conscious, a group of people creating a top. If enough people come together to believe something could be real, could it be manifest and made real? And could be created by a group subconscious. Mm-hmm. If enough people believe that
0: something could be real and is fueled by such powerful emotions, could it manifest this being
1: mm-hmm.
0: through effectively our collective subconscious? I mean, that is a deep question. I mean, egregores exist within folklore. They're not something that's commonly talked about. It's mainly in Grecian and Roman um, belief systems. Mm-hmm. But if Slenderman is real, if these aren't just poorly influenced youths,
1: I would say the most likely possibility would be a Egregore. Yeah. So again, I, I I strongly encourage you guys to go watch our stuff on Tulpas so that you guys can get a full understanding of what we're talking about when somebody legit like creates a thought form into reality. Because one of the issues that I had when I was researching like this community of people that like made these thought processes in real is there was a very lack of understanding the consequences of what happens. The only real consequence or serious thing that they really took to heart was two things. One, you are legit creating a real being. And two, that it is your that the being you create has a right to at times take over your body. These Which are, is a scary yeah, as these hell are, concept. These are, these are the two hard, like laid in components to like to their culture. Okay. I mean, and they, they laid on thick.
0: Like we both actually find Tob yeah. Tobamancy to be a pretty Creepy exercise. Yeah.
1: Now, but there was a very lack when I was looking at their material of, is it dangerous to create something like this? And according to them, no. There really didn't seem to be, other than an understanding you're making something, I get that, but there really, like, could it be bad for somebody with, I don't know, a mental illness to be creating a legit other person that lives inside their head beyond that. Was it difficult for you to find like stories where it went wrong?
0: Because I found plenty of stories no, no, there where were, tulpas yeah.
1: went wrong. Yeah. There was a, the, the story that we did and we covered it in the video where the girl created a tulpa and what was it? She went into a place that had shadow people. Oh yeah. And she, she thought
0: that her tulpa would keep her safe from the shadow people and it ended up the shadow people just beat the snot out of her tulpa yeah. She lost her topa, and her topa ended up
1: surviving within that house, basically resenting yeah. her. And oh God, like, if you if you really run with the concept of if if you create something within a thought form, like is it real? Like the gravitas of creating something. The only other comparison that you can like legit, I think, compare that to is parenting. And anybody who's been a parent or is a parent understand how that can go wrong, in some cases, for both. The, the child or the parent like through, through rearing in, in, in that process like things can go wrong but that's really not covered in my interpretation if I'm wrong please someone t- please someone please point it out to me where that's discussed in the tulpa creation community like accidentally creating a talpa. could you create a could you create a talpa that's too dark and what do you do in that case? Like what? Like what you do? I don't think these themes are discussed openly, and if you don't have that, like I don't see how, if tulpas are real, how something like a Slenderman, a Jeff the Killer, or a Laughing Jack situation can occur, because you can create a, you can create the tulpa's like description for like if you will it to, into existence, or it can. You know, or maybe the tulpa eventually can create itself. I don't know. Well, and it would—I I, believe—as an egregore, it wouldn't really necessarily need to be tied down to any
0: singular person's mind. Like no. when you deconstruct a uh, tulpa, you basically or reabsorb a tulpa, yeah. you basically go through a series of reverse steps that you went through cre- to create it. Um, an egregore doesn't have a source creator. I'm not even positive that as long as a egregor is within the um, shared consciousness of enough people, an egregor could even be
1: deconstructed. Yeah, like it would take like a willful, like it would. T- <laughs> oh my gosh, it would take something like from Ghostbusters too, like everybody coming together to sing "Kumbaya" to take down the. The, you know, Vince Gortho, oh, no, 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 the the the, oh, the the evil guy in the painting from the second Ghostbusters movie. Like, everybody's going to have to come together to sing Kumbaya to kill it. Perhaps not. Like, maybe if enough people believed that it had a common weakness. Yeah.
0: If enough people believed that, perhaps it would manifest that. But the art of Egregores is not something that is easily obtained knowledge. Like, I've been able to find a bit of it here or there, and it does tend towards the rather esoteric side. But speaking of or esotericism, um, there is a very strong belief in modern occultism that what makes magic work is a shared common belief. The reason why I'm bringing this up is, well, you might say, okay, so it's a commonly created thought form. How can it act on reality? Well, many modern occultists believe that is exactly how magic works. It's not magical because you go through these steps and you do this and you do that. It's magical because enough people believe and you believe strong enough that if you
1: go through the X, Y, and Z, then A will occur. And the scary thing about like the modern day for these things is... When you look at tulpas, one of the things that tulpas wants is it wants interaction with other people. It wants to be able to communicate with other people. It needs that attention to be able to sustain itself, to be able to grow. Now, if you think of an like it was, is a shared common belief, a shared common thought form, look what the internet has done. It has connected 8 billion people in the world where literally you can communicate with somebody on the other side of the world instantaneously. Something that needs... To interact with people and for people to believe in it is interacting with 8 billion people that can all communicate to each other instantaneously. Time for a second beer. I know. (laughs) So, like, you know, as we're putting this up, you know, every time that, you know, 10 people, you know, download this, you know, download, download this episode, they listen to it. Maybe you guys talk about it with other people. We hope you guys do. This story spreads. Now imagine the story of Slenderman if he was an Etrigor and he was literally out there in the world. Communicate, he could communicate. Eight billion people could communicate about this thing simultaneously. Like, the the implications of that of, of something on that scale is like is, is scary to me.
0: Most interesting, I think, is the Jeff the Killer case mm-hmm. because I swear the process of what they're describing really sounds reminiscent of a Topa or A thought form attempting to take control of a body. I really feel like that is what is being described yeah. there. And and I'm not trying to mitigate other people's criminal actions. No,
1: no, 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 no. We're you know we're not. And and I think that's probably eventually the conversation we're going to get to is how do you distinguish something like this versus something that's just straight schizophrenia or something like that or a real mental illness. And we're going to get there too. But you know, but again, bel- being believers in the paranormal, if we're taking tulpas as a real thing. You know, you got to follow the bouncing ball to see where it goes. You know, you know, uh, you know, it's it's kind of weird that like all of a sudden that like shortly after 2009, when this sort of, sort of idea start, starts kicking off, like you're seeing instances of this all over the country. Yeah. And a lot of them occur within a fairly short period of time. And all with teenagers, you know, all generally people generally believing, you know, that are a very easily targetable, influential audience that are also on social media and on the internet far more than adults.
0: I mean, really, the power of the teenager
1: is what fuels the modern kind of cyberspace mythos. Yeah, and if you really look at, like, the number of people that are genuine Tulpa if you look at the age range, they all generally range from... Oh, because they're collecting demographic information on each other, by the way, if you didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That where that like there's forums and communities of tulpas where they're reaching out trying to get demographic information on not only the hosts but also the tulpas themselves. What scares me is that I think tulpas are actually running the whole sh- yeah. the whole show yeah. with it. But anyway, but the average age range for that generally being teenager to early twenties, maybe maybe in the late maybe in the late twenties even coming up slowly after that. That makes sense
0: with some of the most okay. To find out what people were asking about tulpas, I just type in Tulpa, and then I just look at what other people have searched. One of the common ones that pops up is, "Can I have sex with my tulpa?" Like that is a really commonly searched. Well, a lot of people also create tulpas for that sort of purpose, which is a little sketchy. It's it a little <laughs> so weird. I, okay, oh. I am not judging anyone's sexuality here. If this is your thing, I am all about. It. I'm a very sex positive sort of person. I, if if that's your thing, I want you to do your thing. But just for the love of God, be careful. I don't want to hear about, like, your, like, subconsciously, or your consciously manifested
1: sex puppet now taking over your body or something. Like, but, but, the, the, the scary thing that always bothers me when it comes to, like, when it comes to people that are making, that are making these tulpas and what they're doing is they're, they're, they're creating the tulpa. There's a very lack of understanding, of, like, what is the tulpa's needs? Like what does the tulpa want? What does the tulpa want to do? And you know,
0: I well, and one of the general things they say is the tulpa is going to want to do the things that you place within the tulpa. But then on the very next, then on the very next page, they basically say your tulpa is going to grow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it might start out with what you put in it,
1: but afterwards, it's going to grow and take on its own yeah, angles. Yeah, it's, like ki- it's like a kid. Think about your kid when they're very beginning. You put the what you want them to do from zero to two, but what starts happening once they get to two, you know? They start being able to walk on their own, talk on their own, move on their own. They're literally discovering their own independence, and... Sometimes that clashes with what the parents want them to do. So I don't see how you wouldn't see that within the Tulpa community. Where Tulpas want to do what they want to do that the whole doesn't want to do. And
0: just so you guys know, we are very interested in Tulpas. But it's a topic we very rarely discuss on the channel. Um, when we first did our first Tulpa video, I was already aware of Tulpas. Marcus was somewhat familiar with the idea. But I gave him a warning. It's like, hey, man, I've researched this heavily in the past. When you overthink it, it will take you to some really dark
1: places. So be very careful with your research. And what happened when you start digging? I really genuinely believe that if tulpas are real, they're probably the greatest existential threat to humanity. Yeah,
0: and it will literally,
1: it's a subject that will take you to some dark places.
0: This is one of the reasons we don't really cover it more often on the channel. It's just this subject matter was a little too on the point to ignore. Like, I think when we got done with the case
1: file on Tobus, we both breathed a really big sigh of relief. Like, it's over. We need to put it away. Because it's it's weird.
0: It's weird. It leads you to some weird thoughts, both internal and external, about the world around you. And, like... Uh, there are a lot of sides to the Tulpamancer community. I personally think that if Tulpamancy works, it's probably not the most healthy of things one can engage with. Because,
1: okay, okay. the thing about, like, modern Tulpamancers, like people making Tulpas, like, if you look in the community, they will say, if you get to the question of, if I make something, will it become real moving around on its own? And they're very, um, what's a good way to put that, like, Vague on if on if it can, but if you look into like the root of it, like Tibetan, like root of like we're told, like the word tulpa starts. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. They will tell you that they are legit, legit things that can walk around and move and do things on their own, and that seems to be lost in the modern day, in the digital age. And I think that is that is that concept being lost. With the idea of how many people you can interact with during, like right now, is scary. Let me ask you this.
0: Do you think that any, some, all of these cases could have something... Excuse me. Could have something to do with tulpas or edubores?
1: Uh, the beginnings at least. Um, you know, I if you... They all, they all begin the same way. The, the story is always the same. The person becomes aware of a concept. They become obsessed with the concept. They believe the concept to be real. They act. And then they say that something has taken over them, you know, or they are legit interact, or they are legit interacting with this thing in the real walking world. One of those two things. I
0: think the process that some of them describe is to point on for those of us within the field of the paranormal not to explore this as a possibility. Even if it's not specifically a tulpa or an etrigor, like particularly the case involving uh, the guy who believes that, that Jeff the killer was inside him. Even if it's not that... It still sounds like possession, yeah. and most of us that are involved in the paranormal would say, yes, there are types of possession that can occur. Maybe it's just something else using this guy's. Maybe it's not necessarily some form of human-created thought form that's gone out of control. Maybe it's something else. But I think, I, th- I think yes, of course, punitive measures have to be taken. Culpability has to occur oh, yeah. in these cases. But I think it's important for us in the paranormal to examine what possibilities are out there? And I think some of these cases, there are some possibilities for some hinkiness. I... But that doesn't mean the people who engage in it were not responsible for their actions. No, no, not at all. But for I, the
1: most part, the force simply coerced them. not you know, did not actually
0: make them do it.
1: But I, but I think that it's a... I think this is a phenomenon that is... That it's not over; it's growing. This oh is a, no! This is we're we're at the beginning. Yes. This is a, a virgining new field. Yeah, yeah, this is the beginning of a new, a new field of paranormal research that I don't think people under that people don't that people don't understand. We are the beginnings of this uh, beginnings of this. We're only eleven years in since Man, which we know began as an idea. He began as an idea, but you have to understand. Tulpas begin as an idea. What do Tulpas do? They they are an idea that becomes real with enough belief. And, you know, if there's one thing that we know about, you know, the, the now with how we communicate is that enough people can communicate their belief across the world very quickly.
0: Like, if an egregore egregor is going to occur, the time is right for okay. it. We have the capability to do something like that on a global scale. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is, it's way more likely to occur today than the people in Rome trying to
1: create one. Look at the monoliths from our episode in 44, okay? It was a weird idea, a concept that was started in the Utah desert in one month this idea spread all over the world where people were creating it, putting their will, their energy, their time into it. And it, and it exploded at an exponential rate where everybody was talking about it. Everybody's creating something. Everybody is, is making an effort to, to put their will into this. Now imagine what would happen if you did that with an idea about like a serial killer in the woods.
0: Bum, bum, bum. Bum. But anyway,
1: (laughs) but definitely let us know what you guys think uh, in the comments below about Slenderman, Jeff Circular, this idea of tulpas. I have an idea about this. We want to know what you guys think in the comments below. one more
0: time, sorry about Darger.
1: Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) I I Um, am
0: legitimately a fan of his.
1: If you you guys like the episode, don't forget to like, share, leave us a review. Uh, If you guys listen to this on on whatever platform you guys are listening to us, make sure you guys leave us a review so that uh, we always appreciate it uh, when you guys do that. If you guys listen to them on YouTube, make sure you hit the notification bell so that you guys get upstate uh, whenever we put out a new episode. But until next time, guys, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. So we're continuing this subject matter into the patron segment, right? Yes. Let's slide into that pillow talk segment right about now. Okay. If this is your first time checking out our podcast, this part of the podcast is dedicated to our patrons so if you guys want to get the rest of this podcast make sure you go over to our patreon just sign up today as little as a dollar a month you guys can get all of the rest of this podcast as well as multiple bonus episodes that we put up on our patreon as well as being able to vote on our polls that we put up I know you had something
0: that you're wanting to talk about in the patron segment there, but there's something I was going to try to get out in the regular segment, but just did not have time to. Do you care if we at least dip into that and maybe revisit it more later?
1: Oh, uh, one Yes, but one thing that I definitely want to make sure that we do, if you guys... Uh, one thing I want to talk about our, our patron that you guys need to know, every month we put up a poll for what uh, people want us to talk about as our theme for our next month. So if you guys want to have an impact... On the content that we talked to, if you go over and sign up to be a $2 a month member, uh, you can vote in our polls, which right now I do believe is up until the end of January, which currently bizarre weather phenomenon is currently winning, with alien uh, abductions and mutilations right behind it. So, if you guys want to have an impact, go over and sign up today.
0: Oh yeah, our patrons basically our patrons basically point us in the direction mm-hmm. of our research. Mm-hmm. But okay. okay, so what about... Paranormal phenomena that seems eerily similar to a creepypasta that we know was fictionally created. Like what? Okay, the rake. We know yeah, for a yeah. fact the rake is was created for a creepypasta. It, it was, we know the people who created it. This is fully debunked as being something along those lines. But at the same time, a very similar phenomena has been blooming with very interesting
1: footage very interesting accounts and seems to be fairly legit okay so for those of our patrons that have never heard of the rake or don't know what that is can you describe it for a little bit
0: okay this pale humanoid larger than a regular human but crouched and always crawling usually described with long claw-like fingernails
1: i'll put a photo up on our